0: You are listening to Chameleon Church, biblical antidotes for the modern man, with your host, Ellen
1: Aguirre. Alan Aguirre, host of the Chameleon Church Show. It is Tuesday, August 24th. I I can't believe August is gone. I mean, I know you hear me say this all the time, but it's like, what time is it? What time is it? What time is it on earth? Show off my watch. I got it. Got, it's a cool watch. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just going so fast. Hey, I want to go right into it today because uh, I, I, we want to talk about some things. We've got a guest with us. And uh, so, if you know, you've heard my story. Uh, I get saved. I go from zero Christianity because I wasn't raised in this thing. I get saved from zero Christianity, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, punk rock, 1970s. I mean, it's 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 actually more extreme. <laughs> uh, if you personally, personally know me, you've heard like some juicy stories. Not that we um, glorify our past or our sin and our debauchery. No, but... I only talk about that stuff to show the redemptive power of the Holy Spirit where you can go from here to here, right? So anyway, so I'm saved, uh I'm 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 like I'm like my Christianity experience in Central America was was intense, you know. I mean, I was I was involved. I was very active in in church and learning. And I mean, just being all this stuff downloaded into me. Um, And it's a very, it's a highly, it's a charismatic church. So, and it's in the third world. So miracles and the supernatural are, I'm going to go commonplace. Okay. They're commonplace. It's not a rare thing. It's pretty. It's a daily thing. I mean, this is what's going on. I mean, read the Bible. That stuff's going on. And so I'm being I'm exposed to this stuff, I'm learning this stuff. I wanted the gift of healing, so I actually go with a guy who's got the gift of healing and we're clearing out uh, hospital rooms and pub, you know, and, and like hospitals in in Guatemala City. We're talking, you know, blood on the walls, gurneys in the hallway, big time nasty third world stuff. And so and then I come to the US. I come to the United States. I'm 19 years old, and it was literally a, a Twilight Zone episode because everything I knew to be true from a first-hands, tangible, I've seen it, done it experience, everything I knew to be true, not psychologically, not hypothetically, not, no, but by I knew it because of tangible ex experience, firsthand experience. I know what it's like for the supernatural things to occur, not only at my hand, but I'm in the same room type of thing. See what I'm saying? Firsthand eyewitness accounts, not just, oh, I heard about, no. I come to the United States and, I'm, and I basically find out that everything I know to be true from experience, everything I know to be true theologically, doctrinally, Everything I know to be true as far as how to do Christianity I'm being told is incorrect, wrong, not for today. God doesn't do that anymore. I'm basic it's a complete Twilight Zone. Remember the Twilight Zone where the ladies uh, uh, having an operation because her, her face is disfigured and at the end you find out she actually looks like this. Everybody else looks like this this thing. Right, uh, or the better one, when the guy wakes up and the wife doesn't know him, and nobody knows him at work and all that, and it's a horrible dream, and then he wakes up, but, but he doesn't know who his wife. It's act, so his dream actually becomes real. All right, there was this complete twilight zone. My reality, my absolute core reality, is not true. It's a false reality, and I'm like, how is this possible? Because and and you and remember. I was the extreme minority. I am now in a pool and the majority of them are not wearing clothes and I'm in a bathing suit and they're telling me I'm wrong for wearing that bathing suit. Okay. It was a massive disconnect. That disconnect was absolutely Well, for the first year, it was incredibly frightening and it didn't help. And I got, you know, and then I'm, and I'm trying to do this thing in the Christian music scene and I'm being told that I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm false. I'm anyway, it was an absolute complete, um, it was a twilight zone. It was shocking that nobody, 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 95, 98% of the people I was meeting uh, the, the people that uh, the new Christians I was meeting, um, the my old friends that were that were now Christians, nobody believed this. No one had any experience. No one had a reference. No one had no one under. No one had ever experienced what I what I had experienced. No one was experiencing what I was experiencing, and they didn't believe my account. One, they discredited my theology and doctrine, and they didn't, and, and, and a lot of them didn't believe that I was telling the truth, that I had seen what I had seen. And the church that I was going to, the, uh, one of the elders is having sex with, no, one of the, the worship leaders, one, one of the elders is having uh, an adulterous affair with another elder's wife. And that was normal for that. I'm, see what I'm saying? Their version of Christianity, their normal in Christianity, was unheard of in mine. And vice versa. So this has been a problem for me for a very, very, very long time. And it is, and it would take over 20 years before I found a church that was even close to what it is that I'm talking about. And that was Shady Grove Church in, in, uh, in Texas, Dallas, Texas. And, and so I've, I've had conflict with all my Christian relationships. I mean, even up till a year and a half ago, a 20 plus year beloved relationship, friendship with, a, with another brother and his family, uh, he, he cut it off. He cut off the friendship. And again, it has to do with this stuff because what I process is what I, how I process Christianity, how I process my life, how I do my life, and how I walk my walk. It makes other people incredibly uncomfortable and it, and they hate me for it. And they'd rather have nothing to do with me for it. And so I don't have very many friends. So, but then, but here's the thing. When I look at the lives and the fruit of the people that have done that to me, oh, hell man, I'd, I'll pick this life any day. They don't have any, there's no substance there. No, there's no authority. There's no substance. There's no, there's nothing there. I, And then, and then, when the ones that do have fruit and substance um, validate me, you know, this isn't what I'm talking about. Isn't about me. This is. I know I'm, I'm giving you my testimony. This isn't about me. What this is going. What What today's show is going to be about is. Here's what's going on in mainstream Christianity. Here's why it's a concern, and here's why it concerns me. It concerns me because I'm trying to bring people into the kingdom of heaven. I'm trying to prepare a people for His return. I'm trying to bring people to come to a knowledge of understanding of their need for Messiah, salvation through Jesus. And then those that are already saved, I'm trying to help and equip into a deeper, mature scriptural walk. And we're going to talk about why that's such a challenge because of what it is you might believe or might've believed or why your friends and family believe what they believe and how this might be a challenge for you too, when you're sitting around Thanksgiving table and, mm-hmm. and you want to pray and they're like, pray to what? That, that there's, there's no God or, or, or whatever, whatever it is. I, I don't know, because we're mainly going to be talking about faith people, not people, not a faith, which is make it, which makes it even scarier. So Lenny Parada, He's the co host of our show, Chameleon Church. Good morning. Morning. Lenny and I haven't always looked eye to eye on things. And so Lenny can actually sit here and tell you Lenny has known me since 1986, 87. And he has walked, he has seen the transition from, hey, I need to come back to Jesus to where I am today. He's also he also had an eyewitness first row seat to me coming to Utah to uh I came here as a to co-pastor his church and and to, and and to be a, my wife and I and, and as prophetic leaders. And not that didn't go over very well. And we haven't really discussed that, but that's okay because the part I the only reason why I bring that up is cuz he's he has had uh a first Uh, a first row see eyewitness account of watching a whole entire church turn against me and go, yeah, no, we're not going to follow you. We're not going to do anything that you're saying. Because they'd rather not play at that level when it comes to doing Christianity Would that. Is that a good way to put it? uh, um, Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. And this here's what brought this up. Um, a a couple days ago, a friend, I'll I'll use the word friend because he is a friend and I love this man and respect this man, but he is an, an extreme, extreme Uber leftist. He's part of the Christian left. I mean, this guy made it his ministry to, 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 to turn people from Trump. I mean, how weird is that? Anyway, he's an extreme. He's a Chris. I mean, he almost embodies the Christian left. And uh, I mean, because, you know, his position and stuff. Anyway, he posted um, a link in support of, which is terrifying. Um, it's called, it's a podcast called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. And the episode was called I Kissed Christianity Goodbye. How do you support that as a believer? First of all, that's just like, that's mind blowing to me. So I thought, oh, geez, here we go. Now, the reason why I went to it is because Mars Hill, I think the guy whose name was Mark Driscoll. Is that correct? Okay. I think so, yeah. yeah. Mark Driscoll was the name of the pastor. Well, so, so here's what Mars Hill about. Mars Hill is a pagan place where the pagans erected homages, homages <clears throat> to every god possible uh, at, at a place called Mars Hill. And there was a, a statue to the unknown God. And Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles, being the witty guy that he is, you guys don't understand. Paul's not a, he's not a, uh, he has a clue. Um, it's, remember, he sat at the feet of Gamaliel. This guy's like, so he goes, so I thought I'd talk to you about this. I I know. So I noticed you had a statue to the unknown God. I'd like to tell you about him. And then starts preaching the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Hebrew God and his Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth. Well, this Mars Hill that I'm referring to, this is the podcast. This Mars Hill that I'm referring to is imagine Paul shows up, converts the pagans. The pagans kick Paul out of the group and then take over. And they basically changed the whole narrative. See, that's what happened to me when I came back to the United States. The narrative that they believed and espoused and and promoted and, and taught and what they were making disciples of was the exact opposite, 180 degree opposite of everything I knew. Well, this is the same thing. I don't understand. So here's what happened. I I watched, I listened to the podcast and it is, I'm going to use the word disturbing. I was absolutely disturbed. So I posted this on Facebook three days ago. If I get sick of hearing myself talk about all the ways Christianity is broken, I can only imagine how you feel. This is from the description of a recent podcast produced by Christianity Today. This podcast. Here's part of the description. We'll talk about faith, doubt, and celebrity, and discuss how Christians might think about their own doubts and deconstruction, recognizing them as a normal part of the Christian life. Mainstream and leftist Christianity are now recognizing deconstruction as a normal part of the Christian life. And it looks to me as if leaving Christianity Is being celebrated. Are you still wondering why I keep talking about how broken Christianity is? Well, not only do we have a guest guest with us today, but we actually have a guest that was on staff at Mars Hill. This presentation was the drummer for Spyglass Blue. Right, Chris? That is correct. Yeah. All right. So, Chris Rosentrader also didn't like Alan Aguirre and went, wow, this guy, I'm out of here. Wrote me one of those classic letters. I wish I had saved all those letters that I've gotten from people and had a a wall of letters of all these letters. Because that's not to mock or to, that's not to say that. that, Here's what I mean by that. See, because I don't know how much time went by, but Chris came back around and went, Brother. I love Chris Rosentrader and his wife Stephanie and his family more than I can I'm getting emotional more than I can say. And, uh, and I know Chris loves me and my family as as well. So there's been that thing. So but anyway, here's the thing, before I unleash Chris, um, and Chris, you can it would probably help everyone to just because it's like um, the premise of this, though the foundation of what we're going to talk about today is the my disconnect. With mainstream Christianity and how that affects my relationships with people, our ministry, the fact that we can't play with anybody up here in Utah because nobody wants to play with us because it's like they don't believe in the same God that I believe in, and so it might help if you shared a little bit about what happened between us and then then what we'll, we're then we'll, we're and you know if, if you want, but anyway, here's what happened. I wa- I listened to this podcast. Do you know what a high fever dream is? When you have a really, really high fever, when you should probably be in the hospital and you have a really, really high fever and you're having hallucinogenic dreams, right? It's like, you know what? Surely you guys know what I'm talking about. A high fever dream. Listening to this podcast was like being in the middle of a high fever dream. I can't, I could not for the life of me. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I paused it and rewound it. Did he really say that? Does he really mean what he just said? Am I not understanding what they're talking about? where why am I so why is there such this massive disconnect with what I'm listening to, what these guys are saying and what they're talking about? It was like a high fever dream simply because I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Why was there it had nothing to do with God, not my God. It had absolutely nothing to do with Jesus. And more importantly, because Jesus isn't here, right? He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. Our relationship is with the Holy Spirit here on earth. Jesus is our salvation. Our relationship with the Holy Spirit is what gets us from A to B, what gets us from, I used to be a junkie in an alley to, you know, whatever. That's the power of the the transformation, the transformative power of the Holy Spirit. There was no Holy Spirit, and nothing about their story spoke of a Holy Spirit or an understanding or a relationship with the Holy Spirit at all. So, you know, some of these players, you know them by, you know, them personally, you know, them by name, you were there, you saw it. I mean, whatever. I, I, I have a, I have a public, as you know, I have a public ministry where we tried, not only do we try to bring people to Jesus to salvation, but we also, we have an equipping ministry where we're trying to take believers from A to B and beyond and into a deep relationship with the Father, spiritually sound, understanding exegesis and, 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 and uh, uh, theology and doctrine. But. If I'm, if, but if I can't understand what's going on with them, and I'm talking, this is, the guy sold over a million books. That's bigger than what Lance Wall now. This is the mainstream mainstream. So it's it's like DC talk. Is it like DC talk and audio adrenaline versus Full Gender and Spyglass Blue? Or is it Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant versus Full Gender and Spyglass Blue? Chris, how do I relate to these people where there's nothing for me to tangibly grasp? I'm free falling here. It's so good to see you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Lenny, it's good to see you. I I, I have so much in my heart about you, about this, about life. Here's what I woke up with, though. And this is this is my prayer. And last, last verse or next to last verse in Psalm, one, in Psalm 19 says... May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And that's such an encouraging scripture. And in Psalm 51, it also says, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. And those, that's just so, it's so, so hopeful. And I think when you texted me about doing this, when I'm listening to the podcast in questions, that to me is why I'm, I was listening before you, you know, I've I'm been in that world. I wasn't on staff by the way. Um, but deeply connected in that world for many years. And I have so many good memories about it and all the conversations I'm having coming out of it and what, what what the question is, and it relates to the question that you just asked me. that I'm going to answer is, where do we go from here, and how how did we end up in this place where people are coming out? And Timmer, I see you on the chat. It's there are so many. There it, there's a meme. There's so there's so many stories of I was in this organization. It might not even be a church. You'd call it the Me Too movement. You could call it where a organization or a damaging leader or a leader that ended up not being who we thought he was or she was, and people come out, their followers come out of that situation broken or damaged or allowing, having a a way to say that leader or that organization did this to me and they were a victim. And some of them legitimately, in the worst cases, were, were, were abused or harmed. But, but here, but to me, when I read that a broken and contrite heart oh God, you will not despise, there is hope, there's hope for the timbers, there's hope for when we talk about a Christian organization or a church, a leader or an organization that went off the rails, there is hope for that person in Jesus. And knowing that who the true Jesus is, and, and what you're talking about, knowing the Holy spirit as he really is not as a leader or a church has designed it to be in this box. So that's why I want to be here. I want to, I want to tell the people, I have friends at Mars that have turned their backs on Christ and, and this is bad. And, 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 and this is a, this is what I've said to some of these people is that, I'm, I'm still in love with Jesus. I went through that. I have good memories about it. Yes, there is dysfunctional things. I guess what? That's not the only church I've been a part of that's gone off the rails. And those, and what I tell those people is that ultimately, can you still hear me? The audio changed a little yeah. bit. Okay. Um, you can place where that victimhood hat, or you can wear that let that past define you and your future, but don't turn your back on Christ. There's, right. there's a grieving, there's something, but like ultimately, you have to not let that not blow up your future and the future of your family by saying Christianity is off. No, that person, the presentation of Christianity is off. So, right. I, so, I, I'm ho. I am hopeful. I like so I'm not a stranger to this. Yeah, I know.
1: Okay. So I was raised, when I got saved, I got saved, I lived in my uncle's house. I I lived with my uncle and his aunt, my aunt and his family. He was an apostle. This guy had a major apostolic work in Central and South America. This guy was known globally. So here's what happened. For the first time in modern history, a country was being ran by a christian and not only was he a christian but he was a born again spirit filled charismatic christian in a catholic country so every church on the planet earth literally came to my uncle and his church to figure out what it was that they did to make this happen i was there i saw all this happen this guy was a this guy was a player dude hardcore on the global you know, and he did what many of us or many of, well, uh, yeah, he he did what many of us do. He had an affair that brought his ministry down, but it didn't bring his church down because it was, it had, remember I told you, it was a pretty scriptural model. It was a biblical model church where everyone was an elder and out of the elders, your pastors, your apostles, your prophets, your teachers, or your evangelists popped out, see, yeah. So it wasn't, so even though it was led, even though he was the main guy, it wasn't 1000% based on this one guy. So yeah. when he fell and they had to, and they had to, you know, send him away, the church survived. So for example, the church that I started, I was, so I was, a, I was on a team of seven to Quito in the middle of all this. And that church is 25, 24,000 strong nationwide in the nation of, of uh, Ecuador see so it didn't so what he his what he did didn't destroy it and I remember getting phone calls saying are you okay are you all right I'm like and I was like why is his act of disobedience and rebellion and whatever why is what why do you think that what he's done why do you think that's going to impact me in my faith I thought that was weird that I was being questioned like that why is is that going to change my mind about god, faith, leaders, church, blah 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 blah. I thought that was weird, a weird question and and how silly is that? That's like really really silly, but what we're talking about is we're talk, we're talking about people that literally have thrown everything out because of a bad experience with man with with a, with another man of faith. Isn't that why do they this it's like, this has been going on since the very beginning. I mean, Jesus walked the earth and the disciples were saying, "Hey, they're talking, they're preaching about you and they're not they're not one of us." And Jesus said, "Leave it alone." You know, do you know why the New Testament was written? Because everybody was whacked up, whacked out. I'm of am of Apollos. I'm of Paul, right? All it was all this stuff was going on back then. So the, so the apostles were writing letters and instructing people on how to do this thing correctly. Look at Jude. What does Jude say? They've wormed their way in. They're at your feast gatherings. They're waterless clouds. Stay away from these people. It's not like this wasn't ha- always happening. Why? One, what's going on with these people? Because it had nothing to do with repentance. It had to do with rebranding. That was terrifying to hear. And why are these people allowing themselves to be, let me put it this way. If you're following me, chameleon church or anything that I do to that level. And I know people have, cause I mean, I was in, I was in scattered few. What the hell is wrong with you? I, I should drop an F bomb right now and maybe get rid of some of you all with the, with that religious spirit. Don't do that. So do, do, does that make sense? It's not like I'm. A, it's not like I'm a stranger to that phenomena. It's just I don't hang my hat on a man, you know. It's it, God. I, we waited 18 years to. Here, here's a good example. We waited 18 years to move to Utah, and within months of moving here, it, it all went tits up. And I had people calling me. And then when Lenny left, they're like, "Well, are you going to come back to Texas? Or are you going to come back to?" Texas? God didn't call me to a man in a church. He called me to a geographical location, you know. And it's not like, oh, I'm, I'm bitter and angry with Lenny because I feel he slighted me. Or, I mean, we haven't really talked about it. But no, you know, he's a co-host of Communion Church. We, we, we are still working together for the kingdom. Chris, you and I had a similar fallout, and we're still working together for the kingdom. So how do we, yeah, what, what is it about, what is it from your perspective? Because from my perspective, it's like, well, they needed to learn some things. They finally learned some things, and here we are.
2: I don't know. Is that right? I don't want to sound arrogant. That's for sure. Yeah, maybe I'll kick off like, uh, I I, I didn't answer your question, your original question. And I would say my reaction to you was I was in my early 20s and I would would chalk it up to, to some like, some of it was like, band world <laughs> and some of it was like i don't feel like spiritually i'm in a good situation right now with that with alan like it was like you know it was typical band stuff the lead singers of prima donna like <laughs> like, like. And he shaved his eyebrows and wears makeup. Like, like, you know? like, that, like got, yeah, that wasn't the only band that got this that I was in that got destroyed because the, the lead singer was a prima donna. I say that in love, so you know the same thing that makes a lead singer prima donna is what makes a band famous and awesome to go see. So it was like there was some of that dynamic going on for sure. But but you know, looking back, like you were pushing some of the my spiritual buttons that have never been pushed before. In fo- is like and you know, there, there's one thing, like if you said it's marketing or brand, there's one thing to believe something, even if it's true. And there's another thing is how you present it (laughs) and your presentation. I wasn't ready to handle like, you know, and then, you know, in, in a, in a band you're, you're not married, but it's similar as like, you know, and so it was just like, Hey, I just been married. It was all hectic. And it's like, ah, I gotta get out of here. But then, you know, time and distance, you stay close to Jesus, like, Oh, you know, it's, it becomes water in the bridge. And like, I can't remember what I was so angry about, you know, like what was, what was going on? And, and actually over time thinking, Oh, wow, we're, we're really similar, more similar than, than we thought. And it was about presentation. And honestly, you've matured over the years. I mean that was whatever it was 97 98 20 years yeah. go by and and God does from glory to glory He changes us if we're listening and and, and walking on the path so I would say I matured you know yeah. I'm still maturing but like you know it's just different and and the big things the small things fall away and you know the 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 big things hold true um yeah. but but what 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 you know the podcast, the, the the reason why I listened to the podcast, and actually there's an episode in that podcast that actually sets some of this up about how does something like this happen? Um, how how are people drawn to this is really, really interesting. But um my dad was a pastor. Both both my grandfathers were Wesleyan ministers. Wow. My dad was, was an associate. He was like a youth. And so, so, so what I'm saying is my story is different in Alan's in that I grew up in this, let's call it evangelical bubble or, or Christianity for good. If I, if I said my boundaries have fallen in pleasant places, like the heritage from the Lord, um, I'm just really grateful for it for growing up in that environment. That's amazing. Um, I always think that's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Like that. Here's why I care about it because I've seen, I've seen men give their lives to the church, and I've seen the good and bad and the ugly for, of the church. All the discussions and the board meetings and the things yeah. where we're we're not talking about Jesus, we're talking about old ladies and organs, or we're talking about like this thing. But seeing the heart, seeing my seeing my grandfather and my dad's heart, and especially my dad who who passed a couple years yeah, ago. I, like, I liked your dad. His discipleship, his heart for discipleship, and let's get back. We're making this too complicated. It's not about programs. In 20 years, the last 20 years of my dad's life, where I could maybe converse on quote his level, where he's he's talking about his honest frustrations, his love for the church, and his love for people, and how there's a disconnect in how we actually raise disciples. Now we connect that the dot to Mars Hill specifically and what Alan's talking about. How do we build organizations and cultures that aren't teaching people to weep and feast at the feet of the Lord Jesus every single day? How do we not teaching them to self feed? We teach them program, get on the cool thing, be in, follow the cool leader, the top seller. And then when something implodes, which we should expect actually, King David let's just talk about King David and his thing who who it appears repented and came back to the Lord in Psalm 51. You mean he didn't rebrand? He didn't rebrand, right? How do we how do we build cult This is why this matters and it's why it matters to me. How do we go forward as a church and lead people into self-care and feeding and pursuing the Lord Jesus in intimacy every single day. So that when the church implodes or when a leader goes off the rail, how, how do their, how does their faith stay solid? And by the way, and if, if it's not for his great mercies, we are consumed. Thank you Lord that you have not consumed me yet.
1: Right. Cause this could
2: be me. This could be Alan. This could be Lenny where we wake up and all of a sudden we don't have eyes for our wife. We have eyes for Bathsheba. Oh my gosh. Like how, how, God, how do I stay in your mercy and your love and not get this them us thing happening? Because it could happen to any of us. And so how do I, how do I stay in his mercy? That's why, that's why this question matters to me, not so that we can. And by the way, the guys, you know, the, the guy we're talking about, in this Mars Hill podcast, it's his story isn't over. And Mike Cosper, the guy, the editor of this, he says something really interesting at the end. He says, I'm still believing hope for you. I And your story isn't over. And my hope is like, Jesus isn't done with you. And I think we, as we're we're examining stories, we forget God redeemed David's heart. It could still happen for these guys. So how do we pray for that to happen? And how do we use our words the meditation of our heart? the words of our mouth are pleasing for redemption and for God, like, Oh, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater here. This is grievous. Like you say, this is a, would you say the nightmare, the fevered nightmare, looking at people's response, but they're not responding. They're letting a circumstance determine their heart's posture to the Lord, which is, that's what, right. so, that's what's grievous to me. Like, no, 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 that's not it. That's not it. You're missing yeah. out on the one true Jesus.
1: And that, and that's what that's, that's my disconnect. I mean, I listen. I mean, I rewound it over and over and over because I really couldn't believe the state of their state of mind. How f- it was all based on the flesh and no spirit. And that, that to me was the massive disconnect because you just this has nothing to do with the flesh. Everything about God and faith and all that is all spiritual. And it doesn't work in the flesh, obviously, which is why these guys fell away. Or why what happened happened. And that was my biggest disconnect. And so and what and what concerns me is as now, I absolutely great. Like 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 Michael Burke said, what you just said, fantastic word self feed. And I think people that follow this ministry know that about us. We are constantly self feeding, teaching these people how to feed themselves, right? Our Monday night devotionals, you know, we ask the hard questions, we bring it back around. How are you doing this? How are you following Korah versus Moses? How are you, you know what I'm saying? We're like constantly. We're constantly bringing it home. You need to seek out your salvation with fear and trembling. You need to make sure that your salvation is secure, you know, and approved and your selection and all that. Uh, we're constantly teaching. That's, that's why we're an equipping ministry where our, our, our thing is to equip you to, you need to be able to survive this on your own. When, when you can't go to church for six weeks, you don't turn to drugs and porn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Remember that conversation we had last year in the middle of that COVID thing? It's like, no, you, you, right um so yes so my the main the uh, my 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 concern is these this podcast these people and how they do what they do um is they're the they're the majority right i mean this is mainstream it's it's is it audio adrenaline and dc talk or is it or is it worse is it amy grant michael w smith now people might understand that, but you do. Do you, do you, is it, how mainstream is this? I mean, are we talking, to, this isn't fringe. We're fringe. They're not fringe. Are we going to let Lenny talk? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lenny's definitely, I, I, I haven't muted because he was rustling his papers. Uh, he's, he's a very scholarly man. And we can hear that papers. Paper. You know, the scripture, yeah, I know you do. Um, Lenny's Lenny's just sitting here to look pretty. He's the co-host. He just sits there looking pretty.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That passage about wide gate, narrow road. The the road is wide and the gate is narrow. And he says, and only a few find it. I grew up reading that and hearing that preached in whatever about that is Christians and non-Christians. I think he's actually talking to Christians or people in the faith. He he's he's not he's not applying the rules or doctrine to to the unbeliever. They're not there. He's saying you're on this path of Christianity, you're walking or you started walking, you came out of your desperation, started walking towards me. Now let me tell you something. There is a narrow path. And I think what you're talking about in the music industry, where you're saying Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith, and by the way, Michael W. Smith album was very influential in me. Um in my in my elementary years, Michael, like, I, I speak positively of Michael and
1: every time yeah. I've met him and I've met him multiple times he's genuine
2: he goes yeah. to uh, he goes to uh, don finto's church I mean yeah. that's a good thing but i but I get the analogy yeah. like but like so you're on this wide, wide road and but there's actually a, a narrow gate and only only a few and I think it's that gaze yeah. at the feet of Jesus, look to him, run to him, don't put anything between me and you and so so I, I get your so I think, yes, to answer your question, it is an extreme lifestyle. It is a narrow gate lifestyle. It is it is a narrow gate lifestyle. And it's becoming, uh, in the last 18 months, in the last two years, in the last four years, in the last six years, it feels like it's not becoming narrower. No. Nope. The the light shining and saying, oh, it is narrow, and only a few are going to find this narrow gate. God, have mercy. Keep me in the narrow gate. like.
1: Yeah, so if it does come down to many are called, few are chosen, narrow the gate, it's a restrictive path, and that and the he, and the text actually suggests that there's barbs, that you actually are walk, going against barbs to get through the narrow, narrow you know, then we, we talk about how many, you know, and of course, the whole Moses thing, and then we talk about how nobody from Egypt made it, they all died in the desert, Paul warns us, that's the premise of
0: the Exodus, the in-gathering series. I can say this, by the way, Chris, it's just so excellent to hear your testimony and what you've gone through. Just, I mean, we were all a lot younger there. We all had, I had more hair. You, you got a good head oh, yeah. of hair still. <laughs> you guys know we're live, right? Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I know we're live. So, um, you know, what's really interesting is, is that I wanted to get this out of the way. When you guys, what I, I see your hearts, especially, and your care for the flock because on the personal level where when you hear Timur say, man, this was painful. This really hurt when I hear what you guys have gone through and the personal pain it's made you what you guys are. Then I, then I start again, part of who I am, that global part where Yeshua said, let the tares grow up with the wheat and you really, I'm telling you, a lot of people say, well, I know the difference. I can tell who the tares are and who the wheat are. Jeez, No, you won't. You won't. And there can be some understanding of knowing what it is by the fruit. But then how many have borne bad fruit and then repented and turned around? See, this is the hard part about that. And um, we're in that time where, again, I'll say it, he's he's drawing the line in the sand. He's drawing that line where it says he's raising up those people and his body that will be people who know their God, stand firm and take action. And that was in Daniel chapter 11. It's also in Revelation. There's a special name given to those kind of people. But it's more than just that teacher that teaches that stuff. It's the uh body that follows after that. That's why in Revelation it says they have the testimony of Jesus. They love not their lives unto death. And uh, they know their God. And so this is the thing where he's shaking up things right now. And what's hard and heartbreaking about it is we see our brethren, we see his body make a fool out of themselves. We see the um, aspersions that are cast upon it. And yet at the same time, this stuff is getting shaken up more and more and more. I know like what what we went through in Park City, I, there's certain things that he says, Lenny, you shut your mouth and you don't say anything. There was other things like, I think you know me, Alan. I was never one to hold the pulpit for myself or say, here I am, baby. I'm yeah. I'm all it, I never was. My whole thing was to give people a platform. It always has been to the point where when everybody was saying, are you gonna do this? Are you gonna do these ministries? You're gonna get out of town? You're gonna start visiting the nations? I go, no, that's not my call. My call is to raise other people up. And through it, when we gave that testimony, I think we launched like 15 to 18 people into their own personal ministries that are really, really going well these days that I don't have touch with many of them, but I've made mistakes. I have screwed up bad. And yet at the same time, there's things that he told me, he goes, you know, he goes, even to the detriment of my own relationship with others, he says, I'm telling you to do something, you better do it and not move from it. And I'll tell you when it's time to speak. And I've had, I've had to go through that. But one of the things I've seen is that, in the, especially the last six years, is that more and more he's saying, he goes, you thought you were in your calling. Alan thought that he was in his calling. I'm bringing Alan into his calling. I'm bringing in you into your calling. And, yeah, it was messy along the way. And I'm bringing other people that you might not even, right now, they're Muppets in your eyes. I know he's dealing with these Muppets. And yet at the same time, I'm going, hmm. and uh, the other day in Romans 12, I posted it, it says, Let love be without your hypocrisy. I'm going, Oh man, I don't live up to that. Yeah. My heart's filled with crap half the time. Pardon, pardon my language, but I'm going, Lord. What are you doing to us? And at that personal level, it's exactly what you said, Chris. He's refining us. He's, he's uh, um, putting us through our paces. And yet he is starting to speak to those who will hear saying, you don't even. I, I, we was always quoted these scriptures as prophetic and you wanted to hear this but he goes, you really don't know what I have before you. I haven't. I has not seen. And that has to do with the now as well as the not yet. And what he's doing right now is, even where those people right now are stuck and they can't move, he's saying, it's time to stand firm. It's time to let people let them know that you know me. And I tell you, first line where we do that is not only with love, but through obedience. You can't have one without the other. And uh, that's where a lot of Modern Christianity has gone off. I just want love, 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 and love. And it's turned out to be that old phrase, peace, love, and Bobby Sherman. That's as far as they get. And that deconstruction sense, oh, no, it's all about the uh, uh, the man um, surviving. No, it's about God being exalted. And Daniel saw that same picture, the self-centeredness that's coming on this generation that's qualifying it by saying, we only know what true love is. I hear that from family members that I've tried speaking to close family members. And they're going, you know what? The Bible's no more than just like the constitution. It has to be rewritten. I go, are you kidding me? In my heart, I say that they couldn't hear that if I had to say that. So when I look at what's happening and Progressive and modern Christianity. It's heartbreaking. But like you said, I can't give up on them. I got to have hope for them as well as I'm not spending all my time on them because what's coming, like Alan says, is ancient. And the word has to get out to tell people right now, you know what, we're coming to a window where we're not going to be able to really major on all these little emotional issues that we're having And we're going to need to know what he's all about and love him. And uh, um, what we've been blaming on, uh, and I believe the, the, the evil is out there in spiritual forms. But what we need to look at is our own sin. And we need to say, Lord, please, please, again, be the voice in my heart. Be the life in my body. Let you, Jesus, be the living word that I have to be able to emulate and walk. So that's just what was boiling up in me. There's a lot more that's probably I, I can't make it coherent because it's just like uh, uh, I'm living in this tension right now, and and we all do. And uh, hearing this is just prompting me to say, "Oh my gosh, Lord." Uh, I'm just proud of you Chris what you went through I'm proud of what, you, how you came out and the very first verse, verse that you uh, you quoted this morning when the Lord woke you up I'm going son of a gun man that sets us on our heels right there
2: could you say it again what it was <clears throat> yeah it's the last well let me just Psalms 19 I don't know if it's the last verse I'm looking here Psalm 19, yep, 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. It's a live verse right there. Yeah.
1: So, many are called for your chosen, narrow is the way. Once again, this thing is spiritual yeah That's it.: <laughs> Right I mean it's, it's a spiritual thing. What is keep where's the disconnect in them that's not capable of understanding that I've done all this in the flesh, not in the spirit, my results I'm not getting the results I'm supposed to, that I see in the Bible, you know uh, and I need to rebrand now and I don't know if you know I'm, I'm rebranding as a deconstruction. No less or whatever their terms are using. You know what I'm saying? There's this massive disconnect from the 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 core of the matter, and the core of the matter is what Jesus told the pagan freaking Samaritan woman, and that's God is Spirit, and we and he's and and he's de- expecting and demanding that we all worship him in spirit and truth. They they, they don't have that understanding. They don't have that peace. So. Those of us that are trying to equip or minister to others, I mean, there's, a, there's a, I have a friend. I don't know if he's my friend anymore, but I don't say that to, oh, but woe is me. No, this is just my life. This, you don't know my life. <laughs> That's a tifa. Um No, but it's true. I don't know if he's my friend anymore. I know for a fact that he thinks I'm a cult leader. Because I know, I know that he believes that about me. Because, well, I just know. Um, and, but he has an, an absolutely elementary depth to his faith. He hasn't grown in thirty years. He's still in the same little spot that he was thirty years ago. That's not good either. No. So of course, my thirty-year trek. I mean, right. Remember, remember the singer for that really famous third wave ska band that, that told that said publicly, Alan, I remember when you were the coolest punk rocker on earth. And he was saying that because I was over a post Israel uh, pro Israel post that I had made because, see, he's anti-Semitic. He's a Christian left. And he goes, I remember when you were because for some reason, everybody thought I was a liberal that when i had no eyebrows and dreadlocks and i was in scatterfield i was a liberal and so what happened to me cuz now i'm like a republican and i'm pro second amendment and uh, and i voted trump you know it's like you weren't paying attention you didn't didn't you hear anything that i said you know in interviews or even in lyrics so my point being if and i told the guy i never moved i mean i've grown in my Lane, but you're the one that went way off the off the rails, and now we meet each other 15, 20, 30 years later, and you're way over there, and I'm I'm still over. I've not moved. I've got. I have the same consistency that I had 30 years ago. Today, I've only grown in it. Again, I bring that up only to say there are people out there that were uh, that are not. If this thing is spiritual and we're not believing that the Holy Spirit is an actual, the Holy Spirit is philosophy to mainstream Christianity. It's not an actual tangible partner that you're submitted to or allowing to transform you through prayer, fasting, the word. How do I know, how do we know this? Well, they don't believe in the spiritual gifts like, they don't believe in Charismatica. They're either on the extreme side of the, like, the Torah community who believe Charismatica is condolini, or they're on the extreme side of traditional Christianity where Charismatica isn't for today. How... Does this see this doesn't work without the Holy Spirit? And I'll say it again, even though I've been accused by a, by by somebody that it's an old tired mantra. If you don't speak in tongues, I'm not quite sure how you're getting how you're doing any of this discernment. On and on and on and on and on, right?
0: You know, bringing this up, you know, when you look at the first part of Revelation, he was dealing with the structure. And he rebuked the structure on almost every church except one. He says, well, there's this one church that they they they're like a brotherhood, but they haven't denied my name. <laughs> he really never dealt that. And so this is what he's doing. He's blown up what we call the church. And um, and the sad part is, is the celebrities <laughs> of the church are the ones making the biggest noise because people are following celebrities And he's exposing that, and it's sad. And, yeah, I pray for them, but um, he is really dealing harshly. He really is. And uh, um, he's uh, going to be doing even more in the days to come. And everybody goes, well, how does my church fit in? How does my church fit in? Uh, I don't think your church does fit in. Church doesn't fit in. It's 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 the individual that knows him that knows how to communicate, worship him, speak in tongues, live every day. And it's always been the individual that the person sees Jesus in that causes them to want salvation. It ain't the structure. It ain't uh, uh, the program. And it ain't the building.
1: Right. It's not about the church. It's about the bride. The about it, you the bride, baby. not the church. And, there you go. And see, and and there's only certain people in the church right? The chosen that have been granted to ready themselves, to dress themselves for the bridegroom. Uh, I just want to be better equipped in equipping those of this mindset that I don't understand how they can be so godless in faith. I, I don't know how else to put it. I didn't. I listened to this podcast and I listened to these guys talk and they, they, they lacked everything I know to be true when it comes to faith. And it was like, that's why it was so disturbing. How do we, I mean, you really—we need a Vulcan mind meld thing, kind of thing. I'm a jigger, or okay. Here's the thing. Here's the answer. Ready? It's not about Torah because look at Israel. Israel had the Torah. Israel has the Torah. They still haven't figured it out. It—it's not about charismatica. Because it's about Jesus. It's, it's about having an app. Abs- it's, it's about having a relationship with Jesus. It's, it's, it's fearing God in a relationship with Jesus, empowered by the extreme interactive relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I've been saying that forever, right? That's how we're going to get people to, to be able to. Um, make this massive hurdle, not just a psychological hurdle, not just a mental hurdle, but a spiritual hurdle and apparently emotional. Uh, how do we take, right? we're taking a human, we're, we're taking a broken human and, 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 and all the various reasons or ways this person could be using, or, you know, what, what is, why is this person not connecting with what we're talking about? We're talking about God is spirit. You have to have a spiritual relationship with Him. They haven't figured that part out, right? Then we'll work, then we'll deal with Torah and we'll deal with all that other stuff. How do we take this human that has every excuse known to man, right? Because that's the enemy. The enemy's got his hand so shoved shoved up so high inside of them. Everything is you know is a, is a reason not to do this thing. And then they come up with like, look at, look at what's his name, Gunger. What he's doing now with all this Middle Eastern vo- Buddhism and 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 and, and Hari Krishna. He's added all that to his his worship stuff now. I mean, I saw the video. You know, how does that happen? What, what's going on, Lenny? What are you doing to us? Are you trying to kick us out of the show? Lenny's trying to take over here. Holy moly! Anyway. It, it has to do with there has to be a pure understanding in the spirit regarding Jesus. That way, they can go from there regarding Torah, regarding charismatica, right? So, so how do we do that? Well, what was Jesus's model? Here's Jesus's model. Here's the answer: You speak a powerful word and you back it up with signs and wonders. Oh, you don't believe? You don't believe in my God? You don't believe my God is the living God, the one true God? Are you sick? Do you need healing? Is it a, a creative miracle, Uh word of knowledge? Whoa, how did you do that? Well, Jesus, he's alive. See, whatever it is, whatever excuse you have, whatever excuse these guys have, oh, I, I've ruined people's lives. Uh, I wrote a book, and uh, they bought it, and now I'm not believing that what I wrote was true, and so I've ruined millions of people's lives, so God is false. <laughs> I mean, that's in a nutshell, but you know what I'm saying? Um, no, Jesus isn't, you know, no, it doesn't work that way. What do you think? What do you guys think about that? Yeah, no, maybe. I don't know. No, it's, I, I don't have any delusion in thinking that I'm going to be able to change all these people's minds and have them come to my side of the table. I don't believe, you know, I, I don't. I think no. it's uh I think it's thin and lean. I think it's you know it's a it's a remnant.
0: Yeah. Remember what he told uh but what do we doing? What are we He said, you know what, go tell him that I the yeah. sick are being healed, yeah, dead are being raised, the blind are seen, blind eyes open. are being opened. Mm. And that that's the kingdom authority we're supposed to be able to uh, uh emulate. That's it. Yeah. And so that's what we're talking about kingdom. And it's and yet that is just the beginning, because he says, then what is the work of the Holy Spirit to convince the world of righteousness, sin and judgment? That's when the Torah becomes alive. And that's the only time you can really see Jesus, because isn't he the living Torah? Isn't he the embodiment of righteousness? He's the embodiment uh, of what's going to be coming next. Judgment. Uh, and and to be able to, you know, look at the whole Luke one seventeen, to restore the hearts of the fathers to give wisdom of the righteous and bring the disobedient back and to prepare his people for his coming. This is where we're at we're at that precipice now, and people's delusions of, oh, revival's coming, and the church is going to be restored, No? This is what I like Mike Nile what he said. He goes, the church's greatest hour is coming. It's during the greatest time of disruption on this planet that it's going to be seen because those that stand firm are going to rise up and heal the sick. They're going to stand righteous and they're going to say no to sin and they're going to lose their lives for it. That's not what people want to hear in the church today. No, 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 no. We want to uh, before that happens, we we want to be whisked out of here or else. Uh, um, you know what? We want revival as we do it. I I really like going to those big uh, events where I can just crank on worship and be with a crowd of ten thousand people. This is just awesome, man. We just we, I love this stuff. That's foolishness. Seen it. So it's
1: a disconnect. There's a big disconnect. Yeah. Listen, I wanted to have this conversation with you guys because I didn't want to th- think, "Wow, I got it all figured out." I mean, I don't, but I'm, but if I'm obviously, you know, obviously, I'm right with what I'm thinking because you guys are confirming what I'm thinking. Um, how do we go from well, Chris? How do we go from here? Self-feed. Yeah. But not I, everybody understands how to do yeah, that. I, I know mean, you so, get you know you get you know you get a lot of wackos that way. Yeah, that's true. You know how many wackos I, we've met that have
2: self-fed themselves to I've, goofiness? So there's that whole thing. You know, Jesus doesn't need to be defended if someone's like, oh, I'm, I I'd, I'd never heard this term till this week, but I guess it's a thing, uh, expand, uh, expand, It's Oh uh,
1: yeah. Expan- you, you, know, you can thank for that is your, uh, your DC talk guy. Oh yeah. Kevin Max probably, Jeez. but,
2: but like, there's, another, there's so, another one. So you're probably an expange, ex. except for you weren't never, you were never in the evangelical scene, but the premise is the same the church as it's being practiced in the worst case as a meme in the last X amount of years has been built on doctrines that are not rooted in the gospel and the Holy spirit. Right. So, so you do share that. Yeah. So the, that's the way the, church, the way that, but, but the, the difference is if we just said very generally, you're running to the Holy spirit and the gifts and the truth of what Jesus and and Torah teaches versus other people are going, I don't like this. And I think it comes, I'm thinking about the independent life. When we try to live life independently outside of the spirit or the Father or Jesus, outside of that, it's it's destruction. And the, the verse I'm thinking of is John five nineteen. And this is Jesus talking. I looked it up. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord. Right. And I, I, I got here from Timmer's comment when he was talking about, um, uh, uh, it's too far up the thread, but that, this is what, what I want to, after reading Timmer's comment, comment, Jesus, like it's Jesus. And he's saying, I can't do anything without the father. Right. If Jesus is saying that, where where does that leave us and what what would the father be telling us and how are we trying to build an independent life what the other one is broken cisterns what are the broken cisterns we're building where that are not set to contain the fullness of what the trinity wants to empower us to live and and to me that that john 5 19 verse is so key like you said the trinity uh, yeah, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. What are what are all the things that He's bringing to us? That through that that that's we're the
1: not first time anybody's used that word on this show in three <laughs> <Yeah>. years. <laughs>
2: uh, but but it's that relationship Jesus is saying in that verse. I go to the Father. I can't. I can't do this alone. Right. So how? Why are we building independent life? Whether that's an independent life of, yeah. oh, I'm going to follow this famous celebrity pastor and then. That'll get me so far. Or I'm gonna in your world, I was thinking about this in your world, is you have these rock stars or these people that thought they were rock stars in the 90s Christian music scene. That somehow God was using that to draw them, or maybe he wasn't. They just thought, oh, I can't be famous over here, but I could be famous over here in this Christian industry, but that'll get me so far. And if you built your house on a house of sand. Yeah. That's that's, gonna, that's not going to serve you for 20, 25 years. And so yeah. that really wasn't built on, I'm doing what I see my father doing. And now I'm letting this, my gift be expressed in that context. It's, it just, it's distortions, right? We're, we're, we start following things that really are shiny objects and might be the thing of the moment that that's, that's not going to give you long-term life. And sustenance. Right, so. which is
1: why, which is why I'm so incredibly grateful for the foundation that I was given Through the ministry, my my uncle's church, that even in the storm of 1990, 91, 92, scattered few, I was able to say, you know what? This is, I got to go fix this. My foundation, you know what I'm saying? I got to realign. And I did. And here I am. But not everybody can say that. They don't have that foundation. They don't have the experience of deep. So. Here's 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 God. Here's how here's how here's what God looks like in my life. So after 20 years of literally fumbling around, looking, you know, because I was in Christian music and I traveled all over the country doing Christian music, I was, I experienced and worked with every possible denomination, every possible denomination, sect, uh, or whatever you know, every you name it, and I, I nobody ever, no church, I never found a church that ever got close to what my original foundation was like, you know, that theology doctrine or whatever, even, or even the way the model, the church model uh, for over 20 years and, or, you know, just about 20 years. And so I was convinced that I had lost my ability to hear in the spirit and to see in the spirit. And then he leads me to a a church in in, in Texas called Shady Grove. And as soon as I walked into that church and I saw what they were doing and how they were doing it, my first question to my wife was, who taught them how to do this? How do they know how to do this? And it would be about four months, four months later, I would find out that the senior pastor of that church took him and all his men, all his elders, all his leaders down to Guatemala and they submitted themselves to my uncle and his men to be taught in this church model and uh changed my life uh how, how does God do that? How does God bring me back to my almost you know when I, you know what I'm saying and he did he did that. 20 years, it took 20 years for me to find a church that was literally functioning in the same model, with the same fruit, with the same everything, and it restored us. And uh, so, no 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 one can ever convince me that the New Testament model of Christianity, based on the foundation of the scriptures, isn't true, isn't real, doesn't work. Because it does, but I also understand that if you're a if you're a polarized, what's the other word for someone that just that doesn't you know that has given up or doesn't believe you know, there there Christianity is full of them. Polarized one is one version of the word, but there's another one. It's it's a stronger word than disillusioned. I can't even remember, I can't even think of the word, but if you're, you know, I understand that it's difficult for someone that is that hurt, bitter, broken, disappointed, uh, completely been screwed by church, by your youth pastor, by whatever, whatever nonsense you are building your altar on, (laughs) because you literally are, you're building your altar on an offense, whatever that is. I know how difficult it is for that person who is jaded, that's the word, towards God and all this stuff that we're talking about. I understand how difficult it is for you to believe what I say, to believe or understand what I preach or teach, to um, align with my version. Well, it's it's not my version because it's not my version. I'm just telling you what the literal contextual Bible says. About these things, I understand the disconnect there and how hard it is for you to maybe submit to it or believe it. I want to be—I want to be better at what I'm doing for them. This isn't about me. I mean, if I want to do this about me, I'll turn this off and I'll go—I'll stop writing these stupid books and I'll go into the next room and make a freaking amazing album with Chris. You know what I'm saying? You know how much easier that would be.
2: It'd be so much easier. Well, I want to release you from your savior complex. <laughs> 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 what's really, so? I mean, what's really great. Like uh, it'd be
1: it'd awesome. Be, awesome if, it was, it'd be awesome if I had a messianic complex and I wasn't actually
2: obeying the Lord, wouldn't it? Uh, God. Uh, but I mean, I'm encouraged because by you, I see, so I think there's a, a little bit of this is like, um, I love that you're talking about it and take it so seriously. Right. But it sounds like you're, you're in the uh, quote American version of Christianity and you're having more of experience of like what a, you know, uh, a friend and people I know in Ghana or Africa are having a christianity experience of yeah. where they're seeing people thr- get out of their wheelchairs and demons flying everywhere out yeah. and like like things the happening cool witch doctors flying in yeah. the sky after silver balls of yeah so like god gave you that experience as a youth because you have a purpose not not giving it to you so that you can make sure everyone um it's it's a fine line so i, I when when i I guess what I'm saying to you is I think if you're if we're taking it back to Alan and your purpose and what you're to do, I think it's you operating your gifts and maybe you're spending more time doing the things you know God's called to you versus taking up the flag against the ex evangelical Stance, if that makes sense. I don't know. But I I mean, I'm like, God, God chose you and he gave you that experience in Guatemala that he has not given others. Now, and for whatever insight or revelation he gave you to experience that he hasn't given to others or they haven't been in a place to receive it. And I mean, I just want to free you from the pressure of like, you got to like, because Holy think, Spirit, Jesus, I'm like, they're going to defend themselves. Yeah. Like you no, stay, you that. stay in your gate and you stay and keep going. And I appreciate and, that. And, and,
1: and I've seen it here in the States too. It's not like I only saw it then and I'm living on it. No, I'm mean, right, right, right. yeah. I, I, I've seen it recently. Um, Well, but see, yeah, I just, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I just want to, i just I so do not understand the mentality of the people in that podcast, and I know they're the majority I need to how do we tap in how do how do we minister to that is what I, I guess I'm saying does that make sense how do how do we better or more effectively minister to that? I understand what you mean by the by Jesus and the Holy Spirit don't need to be defended yeah. I just wanna be a good minister of the gospel and I wanna be a good steward of what he's given me. And that's difficult when I'm looking at a wall of what? <laughs> you know? Hey, um how many people think Chris should join us here on the Chameleon Church Show?
2: <sighs> so Love. Love, man. It's 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 love. It was something I haven't really figured out yet in a, but a thought I've been having recently, um, Jesus with the little children. Yeah. And if, and if these people that you're talking about that frustrate you, because, and I, and my, if I hear your heart and I don't stop me, if I'm putting words in your mouth, your heart is guys, I've seen the mercy and the love of the Lord. And it is so good guys. It is so good. So much better over here. and, and, And it's so good. And you're oh no you're you're putting this thing in between you and the lord that i'd be but i want you to know this because you know it's life and hope and if we were as kids or if any of these people like that you're talking about that break your heart sat at the feet of jesus like a child and and, and experienced him loving a child they experienced the love of a father like scripture shows this god that jesus was giving to children if they experience that in truth there's no way they could have, Are they you could, said, they, they, there's no way they could come up with the things they're saying now. If right. they experience that in, in, in realness and openness, like, yeah. th- like that was the best day of my life. Right. I was, a, I was a child and he like, he, he, he loved me. And, yeah. and I don't know how we love people into the love of the father to experience him as a child would experience that. And once you encounter Jesus, Looking at him fully, giving up everything, all your hopes, all your dreams, all your idols, and you and you let that all go and experience the true Jesus. There's no way you can be the same.
1: So you're suggesting I become more
2: pastoral. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. I think you are doing it. I, I mean, I like you are you are on the fringe, dude. Like like. And not everyone's going to get it.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and that's why I wanted you to be a part of this conversation. Cause you've, you've swam in those waters that I won't even get near, man. It's like, I'll just keep walking. on and touch that, man. Right get slimed in that pool, you swam in those waters. So you bring good insight and I, and I trust you and you know me, you know me real pretty well. I mean, you lived with my family, we toured together, we, and, and ever since nineties, you know, when we reconnected in Alaska that, that, you know, we've been, we've, we've hung out, you know? um, Yeah. And There's no one else I could talk to about this particular subject matter that has insight and understanding to not only me and what we're doing, trying to do here, but all those, but also those people. I mean, how do I sit in a room with a Toby Mac and not freaking punch him in the throat?
2: You know what I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, my daughter loves Toby Mac. Oh, jeez! I love your daughter. Yeah, that guy is solid though. I mean, I've had personal conversation with him on the road. Am I thinking about Toby? Mann, is that the guy that I'm talking about? I think. I mean, not, you I about I think you mean. Guy? I think you mean Kevin Max. Whoever. I don't know who these people are. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know oh, who these are. whoever whoever uh, the the goofball is. Yeah. No, Toby. He's 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 solid. He's been solid to me and my friends, and I'm not really? Yeah, I mean, like it's it's. Right, should so do I sit in
1: a room with that other guy and not punch him in the throat?
2: uh you know you probably have more in common than you think and just like he's you feel like you're misinterpreted sometimes those other people are probably misinterpreted um but like i don't know i i I was talking to my my daughter last night about uh i won't go into details but like the the heart of the conversation is and she's not like this i would just encourage her for something that I think will happen to her in the future is that the, the line about denying, do not deny me in front of men. If you deny me in front of men, I'll deny you in heaven. Um, I'm, I'm butchering that. But, but the idea is, is when you are given a chance to directly deny or proclaim the name of Jesus, proclaim the name of Jesus every time. And it, and it will come back to you. And, and, and I think that's the trouble that you're having, seeing these other, quote, celebrities so, so not so I, proclaim the name of Jesus. They're, they're, they're getting caught up in the evangelical, that organization. I don't agree with that organization, which you would probably say the same too, but it's left to question what they really think about the name of Jesus, which is, yeah. which is hard.
1: Right. So what I do, like when I go into situations like that, like, like when I go to the objective or when I go to Torah conferences, I like I just want to know Christ and Him crucified. I just want to know Christ and Him crucified. I just want to know I just want to know Christ and Him crucified. You know what I'm saying? I go through that, you know, so that I can find the common ground so I don't punch anybody in the throat. Not physically. I'm not punching people physically in the throat. I feel bad. So I'm not sure which which DC talk guy I don't like then. <laughs> By name, <laughs> he's a guy that just went off the rails, like with with the same goofy stuff we're talking about now. The same thing that Gunger went through or is going through, right? Isn't there yeah. one of them that's doing that goofy stuff? So here's here's the thing that the internet and you're,
2: and you're saying we're we're more, more similar than yeah, I actually think so. Like here's the thing, like if the internet, you know, the internet does a lot of things that prohibit people for like if you were sitting in a pub and you just had the best. Sushi dinner. I don't know if Girl, you need sushi. you need sushi. Steak. Bowl of sour cream. Yeah. Like if you, if you, you were sitting down with any of any, you'd say DC Talk, Kevin, if you said any of those people, any, any other musician that you think is gone to the and you had a steak dinner and you're sitting down and now you're pouring a fine bottle of red wine and you're speaking... Like I think you would find love and connection. You'd be able to love and connect with those people, and then there, there might eventually be a conversation like, "Okay, we don't think." Right, we're we're at different points in our story to agree on that point right now. But as a human, being able to love them and be like, "Man, I think you could find common ground,"
1: and and you know that to be true about me because you've seen me in those situations many times. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, you know me. I'm just talking. It's like there's a disconnect. There's a, uh, you, you believe some wacky stuff. There's no way I could ever go there with you. How do I work with that? You know? And I, and the, and the, and the analogy of punching people in the throat is just me, you know? Yeah. Yes. See, so Chris should be on this show. Cause you're bringing me down.
2: <laughs> oh, I love you. Oh, so man. I love you too. No, it's uh, Oh man. It's not on you. To fix those people, to change those people's mind. In fact, doing that, I, it's not going to correct. Work. Correct.
1: I know that, and I don't yeah. try to. I'm just talking about any normal Joe that I'm going to have a that I have a disconnect with. I want to be able to present the gospel to them in a way that they're going to be able to go, I believe. Right? You know what I'm saying? I want to. You know, it's just it was it was just terrifying to hear this podcast as and and to come to the understanding that there's a gazillion people out there. No wonder they don't understand me. How do I cross that void? There's like, to me, it's like a, it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't understand how they can think the way they think and not believe at least the basic premise of faith. I, I didn't hear a basic, I didn't hear any, I didn't hear any Christianity in any of that. Does that make sense? It was so foreign to me. And they're the majority, Or or am I going to be cult status for the rest of my life and I have no chance of?
2: (laughs) Alan, because of the Lord's great mercy, you are not consumed. (laughs) It's right. Oh man! (laughs) Like any of us, I mean, I I think it's that posture. Someone wrote here. This good good chat going on over here, but just like the. Is the chat better than our conversation? Uh, I don't know. Might be. Maybe we should have. Maybe we should have these guys on. Um, I, I I lost my humility was was something I saw go by in the chat is, is humility and staying close to the Lord. And, and I don't, I don't got the answers for those people. I don't know why they're doing that, but God, I'm going to stay close to you.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, my wife will tell you, man, the only thing we got going for us is that we fear God and we don't want to be covenant breakers, you know, and I am not, Bitter towards God because I didn't become a superstar rock star guy. You know what I'm saying? Man, he spared my life. You saved my life from death and my eyes from tears. David wrote that, and I repeat it, because he did. He saved me from that insanity. Yeah. So I'll, I'll pressure you off off camera to join us on Tuesdays more often. No, this is fun.
2: I just appreciate being here. I I love you know we we have these conversations offline all the time. It's I know good. we do.
1: We do this all. We do this quite often. It's good for other people though because it's like it, it's good for me. It's good for them. It's good for you. Lenny's sitting there looking pretty with his doggy. Do this, Lenny. Do this for a second. Can you go one million dollars? Can you do that for? <laughs> that's awesome Lenny will you cover us in prayer as we uh, get out of here Chris thanks for joining us man appreciate it
0: Yep. Father we want to thank you that your son showed us how to stay in the vine because we are the branches Lord and we just want to get that nourishment from you we want to know you and love you with our whole heart, mind, soul and strength Please teach us how to do that right. And I want to pray for everyone here listening today, Lord, that you'd encourage them, Lord, would cause them to think and just invite the Holy Spirit into that place of bringing them life. And I pray you bring life to Alan and Chris this this day, Lord, and to our families, Lord. And that, Lord, we can truly represent you so that when they look at us, they see you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thanks, Lenny.
1: Blessings. We'll we'll see you guys next week.
2: All right. Bye. You're listening
0: to Chameleon Church, biblical antidotes for the modern man, with your host, Ellen Aguirre. The views and opinions expressed during our broadcasts are solely those of the broadcast producers, hosts, and or guests, etc., and are not
2: necessarily the views or opinions of the Travelog Network, its sponsors, or affiliates.